This is Confessions of a Pastor. A relentlessly real peek behind the scenes of Journey Church in Bend, Oregon. From church in a strip club to a strip mall. Going where Jesus would go to reach people Jesus would reach. The good, the bad, and the ugly. All for the glory of God. A journey of misery and miracles. Your hosts are the founders, Pastor Keith and Kara. There really is hope for everyone. Welcome everyone. We are your hosts. I'm Keith. And I'm Kara. And this is... Confessions of a Pastor. Episode number four, everyone. I want to start off with some good, and then let's get into some wildly weird. Can we do that, Kara? Yes. Because God is doing so much good stuff. He should be getting the glory. Jesus is coming soon. We want to make sure that you guys know God is working, not only at Journey Church, but He's working in your life. All you got to do is open up your eyes, and you will see that God is doing a good thing right now. This past Sunday at Journey Church, we had baptisms absolutely love baptism Sundays at Journey Church because behind every baptism is a story. Mm -hmm. It's a picture of God working in a mighty way. Mm -hmm. The gospel is transforming. So let's talk about some of those stories, Mm -hmm. Kara. What stood out to you this week? Yeah, I was able to see all the baptisms. In fact, there were three baptisms that happened after one of the services was come over. On. I'm not sure why they didn't come up uh, and get baptized during yes. the service, but afterwards, they it was three sisters, I believe. Is that right? It was. So one is newer to our church, newer to the area, moved to Bend, Oregon from Klamath Falls, Oregon, and is newer to church and said, man, I just love this church thing. I, and she's a little rough around the edges. And she brought both of her sisters mm. from Portland. And so the three biological sisters, two of them at church for the first time. Mm. So I got to imagine there was some wrestling going on in their hearts. Mm. Hey, we want to make this change in our lives. We want to solidify this through baptism. Mm -hmm. But I I think they were wondering, is it too late? Service was over. They came and found me. I I asked them a few questions about their faith. Their faces lit up. Mm. And I said, let's do this. Grab a few people. And we did baptisms after After. church was over. Yep, yep, yep. And then another one that that stands out to me was a whole family that they dedicated their kids. Yes. And then they got baptized. How the, the, The mom and the dad. Yes. How cool was that? It was absolutely incredible. In fact, this is a family that is saying, we want the trajectory of the legacy of our lineage to change. Mm -hmm. They're putting Jesus first. In fact, this is another one of those stories I saw on Instagram where Mm. someone just put a hashtag and because they put the hashtag of our church, which is hashtag journey in bend, Mm -hmm. I was able to see more of the story. Uh, I I believe this is This is from the wife. She said, today we gave our children to the Lord. Mm. We gave ourselves to God and accepted Jesus Christ as our Savior. Oh, I love it. That just gave me goosebumps. Come on. God has gotten us through so many trials. We finally started to look back and truly notice where He was in our lives. And we were too blind and deceived to see it at that time. Growing in faith has given me so much freedom, she said. Broken chains and freedom. Mm. Come on, somebody. So good. So this is a family. If you could only see the picture I'm looking at right now. this is. I actually pulled this off of Instagram. I took a picture of it and I'm keeping mm, this on my picture. What yeah. do you call that? Picture real. Real. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in, uh, hidden in my phone. And yeah. it's the dad holding a daughter, it's the mom holding mm-hmm. a son. And they, they dedicated their children to the Lord. Mm-hmm. And then they both got baptized. Mm-hmm. How so awesome powerful. is that? A young family choosing Jesus, saying, We are changing the trajectory of our lives. Absolutely love it. Yeah, it was awesome. And then another one was. Um, the husband uh, uh, of a woman who we just love dearly. Who serves in our, our church. 
church uh, faithfully, yes. regularly. For a long time. One of those superheroes, that's what we call our volunteers a journey, that just is, is consistent and amazing. Yeah. And a heart of gold. And she's got a couple of kids um, yes. in the kids' ministry that are just amazing, too. And mm-hmm. um, boy, she has been a prayer warrior for her husband. And she would come to church without her husband. Yeah, for years. Sunday after Sunday, yeah. week after week, month after month, year after year. Yeah. And he was, I believe, that he was a professed atheist. Okay. Um, and guess who got baptized this Sunday? Come on, somebody. Right? He got baptized. He got baptized. He professed Jesus. Yes. And... What a powerful testimony. Yes. And dozens of people are celebrating this person's life because so many prayed for him. Yes. And this was not an overnight, just dramatic change. This was a journey. Yeah. This was weeks and weeks of, uh, you know, he, he would not come into church. Then when he did, I'll tell you, the Holy Spirit meets people where they are. Mm-hmm. We don't do the work. It's God that does the work mm-hmm. in our lives. And what an awesome thing. I mean, mm-hmm. I know the staff, we've prayed over and over for this person. And he's an incredible guy. And just to watch that change and now to, to see a relationship restored between a mom and a dad with their kids and the kids excited. In fact, the story we heard this week at, at staff meeting was that the... the the son of this particular father was asked mm. during Journey Kids Church. So during the kids' service, it was asked, what was the highlight of your week? And he raised his hand and he said, I want to go first. And mm. so they said, okay, what was the highlight of your week? And he said, my dad got baptized. Mm, so good. And he said something along the lines of, I was smiling so big, it made my body shake. <laughs> love it praise god oh gosh our kids our mm. our kids ministry our the kids in our church um they're just rising up to be warriors oh god is raising up a generation a highlight for me unrelated to baptisms was on sunday night a child came forward again this is an eight-year-old girl that keeps coming forward to adults during a prayer meeting mm. asking for prayer for her mother intervening yep. an intercessory prayer warrior at the age of eight yeah the mother has pot syndrome and lyme disease and she's praying for her mother and we actually brought her on stage this week mm-hmm. uh, a whole army of prayer warriors mm-hmm. surrounded her we anointed her with oil yep. believing as a church yeah. for the healing miraculous power of god yes. and all this was spurred on by an eight-year-old daughter saying i want my mommy healed yeah. I just love that. There yeah. is a generation of childlike faith where God's raising up a generation at a time where it looks like wickedness yeah. is, is so rampant and uh, maybe the majority in this world today, mm-hmm. what we see on the news, what we're hearing constantly. I'm telling you, right in the middle of that, mm-hmm. in that darkness, light is shining yes. brighter than yes. ever. Yes. Well, I, I, I believe it's no accident that when we came back from sabbatical and declared war on the enemy, yes. that we are we are taking back this territory, Come on. this region, that's right. for Jesus Christ. That's and, right. And that's what's happening. That's right. It doesn't happen quickly, yes. but, but it's happening. And there there's an army of, of kids and adults yes. um, praying. Yes. And um, and it, it's, it's starting to happen. We're starting to see so much fruit. Right. We're also starting to see some, some enemy attack, but... Right. So on, on the West Coast, it's often known as liberal. California, Oregon, Washington. You, you go up to the Pacific Northwest. We actually geographically, it's known for being a depressed region because of weather and so forth. And then you start to look at the political climate and, 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 and relate that to the spiritual climate. This is a region that is known 
by spiritual terms, as a dark region. Yes. And we've seen that. We've lived in been 18 years now, and then leading up to the pandemic over the last three or four years, we have witnessed this, this region shift. And uh, w the political climate got more divisive. And Christians, we watched them flee. Yeah. And that, that's partly what led to our sabbatical, is just watching this turmoil. And it felt like this battle was impossible. Uh, like we would be defeated and it was during that sabbatical we got away for three months we, we got a change of place and god reminded me over and over again of the promises of his word mm -hmm. in fact the, the 12 spies that went into canaan before they took over that promised land 10 of the 12 they thought it was impossible they thought we're not going in we can't do this it's already occupied by the enemy and i'll tell you sometimes we see something occupied by the enemy it looks like it's over someone's an atheist someone's mean yeah so someone's addicted to drugs so, so someone's got depression someone's hooked on something let's whatever the case is and we say oh it's occupied that was 10 of the 12 spies yep Yep. They, they said, the walls are fortified. We'll never be able to destroy them. The, they're giants. We'll never be able to get them. We're small compared to them. We're grasshoppers. But there were two, Caleb and Joshua, that had the spirit of, if God said it, we believe it. Yes. They didn't have to have it figured out. They didn't have to have the strategy figured out. And that's the spirit God put in us, the mm. Caleb and Joshua spirit. Yeah. We don't need to run from the enemy. Yeah. We actually can take back that which is already God's. Yeah. And we know that God cares about people. And so we are right in the middle of it. And the beautiful thing is that I, we just have to be willing to be used because he yes. fights the battle. Come on. That's right. We, we've seen that over and over again, even in the last few weeks, having a, a week of distractions and maybe discouragement and just kind of watching the enemy work over time of just that divisiveness again. It can get discouraging. If you don't get into the Word of God and read the promises of God and let the Spirit of God speak to your soul, you will be defeated. But when you get into that word, as you just said, Kara, we have victory. Yeah. We know that God's already won the war. Jesus finished it on the cross. He said, Tetelestai, it is finished. He defeated the devil. He defeated the death. On the third day, he rose from the grave. We've got to remind ourselves of that victory constantly. Yeah. And we saw the imagery of that in the Old Testament where God was showing up. As long as you're on God's side, you're going to win the battle. Mm, yeah. You might have to go through the battle. But you're going to win the battle. Mm -hmm. Well, it was an incredible Sunday. I love some of those stories of the entire family dedicating their lives to the Lord. An atheist turned Jesus follower, changing his family. Mm -hmm. I mean, over and over again. In fact, mm -hmm. maybe one last story, and then we'll move on to maybe some more weirder stories. But, you know, there was a family of five that was supposed to be baptized on Sunday, at least from what I understood. The reason we even did this was someone spurred on saying, our lives are being changed. We want to do this as a family. Well, I was looking for that family and I never saw them. And then a boy got baptized, I don't know, maybe pre-adolescent, 11, 12 years old, and I, I didn't know his story. But that family of five, I never saw them get baptized. They were supposed to get baptized together. I later found out from our kids' pastor, well, they did not get baptized. Only one of the five did, and I believe it was the youngest of the five. Mm -hmm. And so here we were doing this for a family that ended up not getting baptized, but here we saw so many other people step forward and say, yeah. I'm going to do this. Yeah. So cool. So cool. Uh, e even on Sunday night, one last story. I know we could probably keep going, but uh, <laughs> I said that would be my last one. Sunday night, we had a gal get baptized who it was so cool because it looked like we weren't going to have any Sunday night. It was our pursuit night, worship and prayer. And she stepped forward and got baptized. And I asked her, I said, have you believed in Jesus for the forgiveness of your sins? She said, yes, a very long time. 
but I haven't mm. been baptized. Wow. So here she took the step of obedience. Mm-hmm. You know, and I'll tell you, sometimes we can let shame and guilt stop us from being obedient to the Lord. Like, oh, I should have gotten baptized a long time ago if I believe in Jesus. My friend, wherever you are in your journey of faith, it's never too late to obey Jesus. As long as we don't have the fear of man, if we just want to honor God, and that's all we care about is the fear of God, God's going to honor that. He will bless it. And I believe that over that person's life. I'm believing it in prayer today. I'll tell you, it's, it's not always good stories, is it, Carol? <laughs> nope. No, sometimes it's actually incredibly difficult. Wherever there are people, there are problems. And the church is the people business. And it's not a business at all, to be honest. It's actually part of God's kingdom. Jesus had a really simple message when he came to this earth. He said, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. That God wants us to be a part of his kingdom. That his kingdom will come. His will would be done. But in the midst of that, it gets weird. I mean, totally weird. I mean, we were reflecting recently as, as we were thinking back at this first episode of how far God's taken us from a high school to a movie theater to a strip club and then converting that strip club to a sanctuary and now here we are a church meeting in a strip mall and during that time we have witnessed just some weird stuff tell me what's a weird story that just stands out to you in in the 10 year of journey church you just think man this is weird most churches don't have to deal with this Well, I think the first things that come to my mind are some of the people that God used okay. to help build our team. Yes. Um, I mean, it was a ragtag group of people, and one couple particularly comes mm. to my mind, and they kind of just popped in the scene out of nowhere. I, In hindsight, you know, we've reflected when in those years that we've re- reflected on them tremendously, and I, I believe they were probably gypsies, um, and they kind of came in, and, and then they left when their time was done, but... Um, they helped us with our worship ministry. Yes, and they were they were an interesting pair. Yes, would you say? I know who you're referring to. Yes, very colorful, um, eclectic, and I, I can recall they, they're very m- musical and they love Jesus. So you know when you ha- have no money to hire staff. You use what you have. Mm-hmm. And so we were led by a lot of volunteers during that season. And all of them really helped us to get to where we are. So to God be the glory that he loves to use weird people. Yes. That's who he chose for the 12 disciples. Yep. Th- this couple were unique in their own right. I remember um, she was leading worship one Sunday. And uh, we were we had to leave to go to a meeting after the church services. It was like a, a church meeting where there'd be other pastors. And we were small. We were probably 75, 80, mm-hmm. 90 people at that time. And she, she, her call to worship was uh, something along the lines of, good morning, Journey Church. Can I get a whoop, whoop? <laughs> and I, I was in the back of the auditorium, which is the lower level under a strip club. So strip club up above, word down below. And I just heard the <laughs> worship leader say, can I get a whoop, whoop? And I just remember thinking, Lord, is this the best you could send? Can I get a whoop, whoop? And, and the church didn't really know how to respond. So it was like this half-hearted whoop whoop like it was like we're not sure can you whoop whoop in church well then she did it back again come on can i get a whoop whoop and then it was a little louder because i think the church was like okay let's just get this over with whoop whoop (laughs) and that just resonated with me that day like i was just if uh, i'll just be relentlessly real i was discouraged like really like, man, can't you just send a Chris Tomlin our way? You know, this was back in the day. This is going back a decade ago. You know, like I was, it was, it was discouraging, but God used some of those seasons. Her husband was even more colorful than she was. Uh, he, he too was musical. And so musicians are artists. 
So artists can be interesting. Yeah. Do you remember the, um, the time when he wanted to bring attention to our church? Yes. And he proposed this idea that, that we would spray a hose all night through the winter because it gets freezing cold here. Yes. And so we, someone stands outside and sprays a hose all winter outside of our building. We were right downtown on the river. This was the bar. We were under the bar at this point. And he wanted the entire yard to become a winter wonderland. Yes. If y'all can't get this imagery in your head, this is bend in the middle of winter. At the time, it was freezing cold, uh, below freezing uh, during the night and during the day. And he said, Pastor, I've got this idea. If we can create this giant ice sculpture that, that would be towering 40 feet tall and then ice all around, people will drive by and see it and the news will come take pictures and do news clips. And it's easy. We'll just get people to sign up for hours at a time, spraying a hose onto this. And, and I had to try to convince him, no, we're never doing this. And no, we never did it. It's hard to shatter someone's dreams. He had so many ideas. Oh. I mean, he, he wants, he, he was, <laughs> I think he was taking advantage of an elderly guy in our church. A guy, by the way, that came to our church because of a mailer. We, we did a mailer. We've only done one mailer in our lifetime. I spent a boatload of money. We sent out 10,000 mailers, uh, pieces of literature to houses. And I was told that you'd get a 10% return. Hmm. So uh, from my understanding was, we would get no no ten percent. Ten percent would be a thousand no, out of ten thousand. One percent return. Okay. So I, I was told that if, if you send it out to ten thousand, a hundred people will attend your church. Mm -hmm. So I was like, okay, that would boost our church a lot because yeah. when I did that, we had about a hundred people. Right. And we only got one got guy one. that came. Our church was so small, you knew who the new visitor right? was. You attached yourself to them and you try to make them feel welcome. And we got one visitor. Uh, he's since passed away. His name was Don. And we got one visitor. He came to church without his wife. His wife was at home. He always professed she was crazy, but you never know when someone else is calling someone crazy. Who knows? But he started coming to church. And that couple you're talking about, that guy had so many wild ideas, Kara. He, he believed he had the next you know, multi-billion dollar idea. He was really into, at the time, because this was like 10 years ago, really into nanotechnology. Mm -hmm. So he bought every domain in the world for the web that had the word nano in it. <laughs> Nanophones.com, nanomicrochips.com, nano, every, he really believed the world was heading to direct where everything would be smaller and smaller and smaller and smaller. And so he just was, he wanted everyone mm -hmm. to invest financially into his ideas. So he went to this older guy and he said, listen, God gave me the vision for a water car, a hydro-powered engine for a car. And he actually said, if the government finds out about this, they'll kill me. <laughs> so he got this guy to invest tens of thousands Aww. of dollars, not hundreds, not even thousands, tens of thousands of dollars into creating this prototype engine for a, a water engine for a car. This is, this is before Teslas were big. This was before electric cars were the, all the rage. And I kept meeting with that older gentleman at the time and said, quit giving him money. Don't give him another penny. But uh, that was a weird season. It was. It was. Absolutely. Man. Another thing that's coming to my mind, and this isn't about people, but do you remember when we used to have uh, some type of fluid <laughs> from the top floor down into our auditorium leaking regularly? So this is also when we were under the strip club. Our, our sanctuary was the lower level. You could imagine a basement, if you will. 
because the ceilings weren't even that tall. We had about eight foot ceilings, which doesn't really uh, have the atmosphere and environment of a church. What Kara's referring to is we'd get these water leaks consistently. I'm talking like almost every week from the bar. And it's because up above, they had these these holes in the slats of wood in their floors. It was a very old building. And what they would do is at night, like when they would clean the floors, they would take buckets of water to mop and they would throw it on the floor. Or on occasion, their ice machine, which was massive ice machine for this nightclub, right? They were creating ice. It would go out, like the engine would go out in the ice machine and all the ice would melt <laughs> and where the water would go. And they would never even question where the water would went. It would go down into our church, and we would find it either Sunday mornings yep. and we would find that there was massive leaks and flooding and the carpet is wet and the, the ceiling is soggy. And uh, I would sometimes on occasion on a Friday night, or not a Friday night, a Saturday nights, watch the UFC fights before a Sunday service. I'd invite some guys over to the church and we'd put it on the big screen and watch these MMA fights. And we would be watching and water would start leaking while we're mm -hmm. watching the fights. And I knew we had church the next morning and I'd have to run up there and tell them, what are you guys doing? And they were always caught off guard. They always told me, you know, uh, they were like, maybe you shouldn't have a church under a nightclub, <laughs> you know, uh, and that was, that was not a fun battle. Uh -huh. It wasn't until we moved into the nightclub, we fixed the floors and, and it wasn't until we bought the building, we yeah. actually restored a lot of those things. Mm. But man, that was so frustrating. That was one of those things that I'm not sure any other church would have to ever deal with <laughs> massive leaks quite like that. We also right. had, because of where the building was located, we would have sewer issues at that location. Oh yeah, big time. Now, for those of you who are unfamiliar with this location, it is the most incredible location. It's on the river, downtown Bend, Oregon. Bend's a beautiful city, the river's beautiful. It was a cool place, but because it was such an old building, it had so many issues. I mean, we had a, a sewage back up once and create about, I don't know, half a foot, maybe six inches to eight inches mm. of gross nightclub sewage. Oh, I don't even, I'm sorry for the listener. If you're getting this imagery in your head, but legitimately we, we had to have a company come in and suck up all this, uh, backed up sewage. It was absolutely awful. That was probably one of the worst parts. Mm -hmm. uh, we learned after that, how to deal with it differently to, yeah. if we smelled something, Ma'am, get on it quickly. Mm -hmm. Don't let it wait. Don't let a day go by. <laughs> Those were some fun days. I remember one of the most colorful characters we've ever had at Journey Church was a man named Jeff. But you got to think of Jeff uh, by, he had an indigenous name. He was a Native American. I think it was Thunder, Thunder something, Thunder, not Thunder Cloud. What was it? Thunder Horse. Something he, like he that. Had, he had a, a, a name he went by, which was his birth name. He was adopted out as a child by his parents from a reservation. I think in South Dakota, he was adopted to a Mormon couple, I think, in California. Mm. And he led a rough life. Mm -hmm. He only had one leg. Uh, he had a prosthetic leg. And I, he, he tells a story. He lost it in war. Mm -hmm. He was an army vet. I think he fought in Iraq during in Desert Storm or something of that nature. But his struggle was alcohol. So he was an yeah. alcoholic. And he just did the most wild things when he was drunk. And when he was drunk, it was terrible because it was nonstop yeah. drunk 24-7. And he would come by the church constantly. And I got to know him really well. I spent more hours with Jeff than I can recall. Call. This was years and years and years ago. I don't know where Jeff is today. Last I heard, mm. he was in Portland. But just some crazy stories with Jeff. One night, he was at a, uh, a bar, and he got so drunk 
a couple took him home to their house. Mm. He showered in their home. And then he got in his boxer shorts and went outside to smoke and turned around and looked at the houses and couldn't remember which house he was in. Oh, my goodness. And so then this is the middle of the night and it was cold. I think it was a spring time. It was cold. (laughs) He started walking around the city naked in in, in boxers only Uh and didn't know where to go and ended up somehow stumbling upon Journey Church. I was there in the wee hours of the morning, like 5 a.m. Oh, wow. It was still dark outside and he slamming on the door, knocking Mm. on the door. I open it up and I've got this naked guy with a prosthetic (laughs) leg wearing boxer shorts. He's got no socks on, no shoes on. His feet are covered in goose poop because he's been walking through the parks where there's geese. Oh, gosh. I'm like, what are you doing? You I know? remember. Didn't you wash his feet? Yeah. So he yeah. comes in. I throw him on a couch in our makeshift yeah. youth slash elementary room. Mm-hmm. He passes out. Mm. This is like hours before church starts. Nobody else is there. His feet are covered in goose poop. Mm. So I go get some towels, warm them with hot water mm. and some, some other towels. I go to clean up his feet while he's passed out. Mm-hmm. And he jumps up like he's going to, he makes a fist. <laughs> like he's going to hit me. And I'm like, Jeff, Jeff, stop, stop. It's Keith, you know? And he's like, what are you doing? I'm like, bro, I'm just trying to clean your feet. And I just, I scared him, you know? Yeah. And he had some triggers. And I didn't know what to do, so I threw it out on social media. Help someone bring some clothes yeah. for this size man at this size. Mm. You know, and the church is so cool. They they stepped up and they grill loved with the, Our they church surprised them with love. Always rallies. Always steps up. Always rallies. Always. Come on. No judgment on this guy. No. They brought shoes, socks, pants, yep. a shirt, a jacket, and this guy stayed for church. People loved on him. Yeah. I mean, he was he was consistent. I mean, we would get him sober, and mm. things were looking like they were going well. One time, I got him a hotel room because it was the middle of the winter. He had nowhere to go. He was sober at the time. Got him a hotel room. I'll never forget. I'll go ahead and even say the hotel. Sugarloaf, Sugarloaf Motel. That was, mm. that, was, that was the place. And I got a call the next day to my cell phone, and they said, hey, whomever you got the room for thrashed the room Mm. destroyed it and said you need to pay for this and you are never welcome to Mm. get a room here again i was so embarrassed and ashamed and this guy went on a binge for another Mm. few weeks but god was working his life constantly once with him i remember many stories his prosthetic leg wasn't fitting correctly. It was causing him pain all the time. He was homeless. He, we call them houseless because they have a home in the church. They just don't have a physical home. That, uh, so we, he's a houseless friend, and it was hurting him. He couldn't even walk anywhere. Mm. And so I took him to a place near the hospital. I don't know. It was a doctor's place where that did prosthetics. And went there, and prosthetics are expensive. And when I went there, the guy knew who I was um, because of Journey Church, and he went to another church in town. And he was a believer in Jesus, loved the Lord, and he ended up suiting up Jeff with a brand new prosthetic, all the right fixings. And stuff. It would have been thousands of dollars, mm. and he did it for free. Oh, that's so cool. And it was, it was cool. I was ready to have the church help, help him do yeah. this, but we've watched God show up over oh, and yeah. over. And although there are some weird stories and they're wild stories, I'm telling you, isn't that who God uses? Mm-hmm. I mean, look at the 12 disciples. Mm-hmm. I mean, he used fishermen, which... Talk about stinky guys that are mm-hmm. uneducated, following in the footsteps of their fathers. Mm-hmm. He, he brought in a tax collector who, in our terms today, would be 
what we would call a, a left-wing, a liberal, yeah. a progressive. And then he brought in a, a zealot, which yep. would be what we would call a right-wing nut, mm-hmm. you know, a Trumpster, a, a, a somebody who is, is going to be far on the right. So you, you got people on the polar opposites, mm-hmm. and Jesus says, I want you to be on my yep. team. This is who I choose. It just doesn't make sense. Yeah. I imagine there were times it was ugly, it was messy, it was weird. Maybe even at times Jesus was like, I don't know, I'm just imagining in my, my mind, Jesus wondering, like, this is who I chose. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is what's happening because mm-hmm. I know we've had those moments, mm-hmm. you know, when I get interrupted right in the middle of my sermon because a houseless friend comes up and gives me a note. You know, <laughs> I mean, uh, we've just had some interesting things. I mean, sometimes as a pastor, when you're the lead, people see you as the face. And, and sometimes in the, in the spiritual war of life, you, you get a, a attacked in a, in a mightier way. Mm-hmm. I'm specifically thinking because we've been dealing with some divisiveness lately mm-hmm. of a time where there was a guy, and I don't know why for the life of me, I can't remember his name. It's like on the tip of my tongue. But there was a guy I met with a number of times trying to get him on this path of discipleship, following the Lord, but he was on drugs and they were hard drugs. Uh, it was meth and um, some other stuff, but... Uh, I think it was crystal meth and some other stuff. So he, he would have uh, hallucinations. He had this rampant, um, uh, I don't know, these nightmares, if you will, about, ironically, of all people, you two. So he had these, these visions of Bono that he was communicating mm-hmm. with Bono and me. Mm. And that U2 was the band. U2 was going to come to Journey Church and we were going to change the world. And he would come talk to me and I would listen. And I was trying to get him on this path of sobriety. He would periodically go to NA and these different things. But for some reason, I believe it's demonic. I believe it's Satan. He flipped a switch and he turned on me. Mm. I didn't do anything. I didn't say anything to him. Mm. But he went against me and he started posting things on social media. Uh, specifically, it was Facebook. This was actually, I think, before Instagram or anything. Yeah. And just like... You know, I'm against you, Keith. I'm going to kill you. And yeah. I mean, it was like outrageous things that he said he was going to do. So our security team, which are all volunteers, <laughs> were made aware of him. They got a picture of him that if he shows up, he, he's not to be welcomed. He, he's to be trespassed. Mm-hmm. Um, it's clear that it, this is going to cause division. It's not going to It's not going to be helpful to edify the church. And so when he showed up that day, uh, the security team, <laughs> they care, they they were so passive. They actually didn't know what to do. Mm. Security team supposed to like protect, you know, mm-hmm. kind of like the police to serve and protect. Well, wh- whomever was guarding the door, I think this particular person does, no longer goes to Journey Church. So, but he just kind of like he saw him, kind of let him walk by, mm. and then went and told the other security, "Oh no, he's here." Mm. And I was like, "What are you thinking, bro?" <laughs> like. Tell him to leave. Yeah. <laughs> you're on security. You've got a badge that says security. Like, you're given authority. Yeah. Go for it. Tell him to go. Well, he didn't ask him to leave. One of our pastors had to ask him to leave. There was a confrontation outside. This is this is a wild story because uh, there was pretty bad confrontation where the police had to be called. Mm. Well, before the police show up, he left. Mm. And Kara, I didn't tell you this story until recently yeah. and, uh, because of some other issues we're having here that I want to protect myself, my family, the church. He left and went home and went on a fit of rage at his house where there was a roommate and he barricaded the roommate in his room mm. and held him hostage. Mm. And somehow the police got involved and there was a, a, a standoff for mm-hmm. like four or five hours with SWAT team and mm. police. Uh, and ultimately it ended up being good that he uh, ended up surrendering or the police ended up breaking in and getting him. I don't know exactly the details, 
But he got arrested. He ended up being sentenced and going to prison. And I heard from him a few times while he was in prison. But all that happened on a Sunday. Mm-hmm. And that happened yeah. when, when uh, he, he was saying these things about me online. So mm-hmm. I'll tell you, when you have to preach mm-hmm. and you know there's threats against you, mm-hmm. and then you find out in between services that he showed up, mm-hmm. <laughs> and sometimes that will get in your head, yeah. you know? Yeah. And I didn't even tell you, I don't think that day, anything about that, because uh, there's a few things that you just, I want to protect you from and yeah. our family from, that there's no need to get scared or to replay these things in your mind. Mm-hmm. This happened years ago uh, in our old location, mm-hmm. and... Uh, since that time, uh, he was in prison. He got out. He wanted to meet with me when he got out. In fact, uh, uh, Hannah, who's on staff at the church, says she answered the call that day mm. where he called the church and said, I want to meet with Pastor Keith. And she let me know. And I said, you know, I don't want to meet with him. I forgive him. I love him. Yeah. But there's no need. Yeah. You know, there, there's a place for boundaries. He's mm-hmm. welcome to go find a good church home where yep. he can grow in his faith, go serve Jesus, mm-hmm. be a disciple. But I didn't need to take a chance. Yeah. I didn't need to take a risk. And sometimes, you know, you need to have that discerning spirit. Um, I don't know if that was the right decision or not. But for me, that was the right decision. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and we've had several of those during that time. So church is full of the good. The bad. <laughs> and the ugly that is full of the weird the wild the wonderful i yeah. mean god is so good that he works in real people and it's messy at times and we don't give up in the mess i've been so encouraged through god's word both in the old testament and the new testament just this week of just none of this is new yeah I mean, none of this is new. David, as King David, he's a man after God's own heart. He had to deal with messes with his own son, Absalom. He had to do it with, with, with some of his uh, people within uh, his own nation. I mean, and then you fast forward to the New Testament. Jesus had one of his own disciples betray yeah. him. Yep. Judas. I yeah. mean, this. I'm, if it happened to Jesus, come on, friends, it's going to happen to us as well. Yeah. We're going to have the good. We're going to have the bad. We're going to have the ugly. Mm-hmm. So I just want to encourage you today, right where you are, if you've had some trials, maybe within your families, your, your friend circle, maybe it's someone that's just, it's unwarranted. You did nothing wrong, but someone's against you. I mean, I just encourage you today. God is for you. He loves mm-hmm. you. Just go read Romans chapter eight. Nothing can separate mm-hmm. you from the love of God. It's in this place. Go to the promises of God. Yesterday, I, I even mentioned this to you last night. James chapter one just totally spoke to me where James said, consider it joy, my brothers, when you go through all kinds, all various trials, mm-hmm. that it, we actually should consider it joy because God's going to work in this. Mm-hmm. This is an opportunity for your faith to be tested, yep. for God to show up. Nobody wants to go through trials, but would you give your trial over to the Lord so that God can work in it? Uh, later in that same chapter, J- James says that the testing of your faith is so that you would get the crown of life. Mm-hmm. We're living for something more than just temporary pleasure and easy life. We should engage in the mess. You know, our our mission at Journey Church is to lead people on a journey of transformation in Jesus. What I love about Jesus is he meets us on the journey, Mm -hmm. wherever we are. I I think of Peter, who, man, God would take two steps backwards, one step forward, ten steps backwards, Mm -hmm. four steps forward. And man, he ended up becoming a mighty warrior for God. Kara, I believe that over you today. God has used you so much. You've been through so much, and I believe today that God is raising you up to do so much Mm. more. Thank you for enduring some of the weird. (laughs) Thank you for enduring so much. Really, I mean, not many people would stick with it because (laughs) we went through some some difficult days underneath the strip club. We went Mm. through some difficult days dealing with some hard people. 
Uh, we went, I mean, you, you know, Jesus told Peter, if you love me, you'll feed my sheep. Yeah. Uh, I, I share with you a reel uh, on <laughs> Instagram. One of our elders sent me, Peter, if, if you love, love me, feed my sheep. And it's of a shepherd going to feed the sheep. And one of the sheep come behind him and bucks him in the rear end. <laughs> that sometimes sheep can be mean. Mm. Sometimes sheep can be stupid. Yeah. But man. Jesus compared us all to sheep. Yeah. And he's the good shepherd. Yep, absolutely. And we learn from the good shepherd so that we can learn to be yeah. good shepherds. So any yeah. any final thoughts from you today, Kara? Uh so what are you preaching on this Sunday? I am beyond excited and I still need to spend some time in the word and with the Holy Spirit, but I'm preaching on Pentecost. Mm. I'm preaching about the promise of Jesus in Acts 1 8. Yeah. That you shall receive power when the Holy Spirit comes upon you to be my witnesses. Mm -hmm. You know, John came to baptize with water and Jesus came to baptize with fire. Mm -hmm. And that is in Jesus, we have the power and the authority mm -hmm. of the Holy Spirit inside yeah. of us. Yeah. And when that happens, weird things happen. Yeah. And when I mean weird, I actually just mean the unexplainable, yep. not weird in the sense of some of the stories we just told, but there'll, there'll be images of flames of fire yeah. that look like tongues of fire on your head. You'll be able to speak different languages you've never spoken before. People understand you that they've never understood you before. Mm -hmm. I, and the gospel will be preached mm -hmm. and people will be people saved. saved yep. uh, people will be baptized. Families will be changed. Yep. I'm just talking about the first two chapters or three chapters of Acts, Acts right? You know, people are going to get healed. Acts chapter yeah. three, you know, Jesus somehow left a guy by the temple who, who had been there for 40 years. Why did Jesus leave him? Well, Peter and John come under mm. the authority of Jesus Christ with the power of the Holy Spirit. And they say, listen, we don't have money, but what we have yes. is Jesus. Get, get up. up and walk. And that's all when 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 the holy spirit came at pentecost now yes. pentecost was a celebration of the jewish people but god came to do something new yeah at a celebration which our god loves to celebrate he decided to fulfill his promise mm. to bring forth the holy spirit that mm. all people mm -hmm. jew and gentile doesn't matter who you are mm. you could you could be a, a barbarian it, you could be so far from god if you're even listening to this and you don't know jesus christ there's hope for everyone i believe that over you today uh, go, go find a bible believing church give your life to jesus today it's so simple you got to believe jesus died on the cross for the forgiveness of your sins and be willing to confess with your mouth he rose from the grave if you do that you're saved my friend you're believing in the person jesus christ and it changes everything it's changed our lives we're still growing in grace aren't we mm-hmm I think God's still working out my salvation, not meaning I'm not saved, but I'm continuing to grow. So thanks for asking me. I'm excited. You could, you could hear. I'm a little excited. Can't yeah. Wait. Yeah. I'm excited. We've got a, a intercessory prayer warriors Come on. Uh, standing in the gap for this weekend. So, you, you know, that's probably why I'm so excited is mm. I wanted to do something really special this Sunday because we're, we're finishing a series. I wanted to give away something or do something. And then it struck me. It's not what we're going to do. Mm -hmm. It's not how we're going to do it. It's who we're inviting yep. to church. It's who we're inviting into our lives. Mm -hmm. And the Lord just spoke to me. You don't need to do anything special. Invite me in. I'm special. Yeah. Invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah. So that's what I'm most excited about this Sunday is just invite the Holy Spirit. Yeah. And we're going to have a prayer team praying the entire service. Mm -hmm. We've never done that before. Mm -mm. Having intercessors pray throughout the service. And I'll tell you, people are getting saved just praying outside of the services. So just to have people praying inside during yeah. the services in another room while 
the worship's going on, the preaching's going on, the altar yeah. call's going on. I'm excited. Yeah, yeah. I'm believing for lots of salvations. Amen. Yeah. Well, thank you. Well, friends, we're so grateful you joined us on this fourth episode of Confessions of a Pastor. This is an unscripted time. We've got no notes in front of us. Uh, we didn't plan what to say. We, we, we did just discuss, hey, what should we talk about today right beforehand? And uh, it's so awesome to see what God is doing. Open up your eyes today, just as Paul prayed for the church in Ephesus. May the eyes of your heart be enlightened today. I pray that over you, that your eyes of your heart would be enlightened to who God is and what he's doing in your life. God is for you. Who can be against you. Thanks for joining us. God bless you. Thanks for joining us on the journey of Confessions of a Pastor. Please hit subscribe and rate. We are better together. See you next time.